Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. The Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and 13 fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior bass Bassmaster Championship, High School National Championship, College National Championship, and the College Bracket Event, leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are, and for more information about how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. Now, the best way to communicate with the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash Bass, or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the anglers tab at bassmaster.com and click on bassmaster radio our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 fishing and we have a great deal for you right now the gerald swindle design meta series rods and inception g2 reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products and for a limited time you can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20 only at 13fishing.com. Now I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Get 20% off with the code BASSRADIO20. This week we bring you three more new elites as we continue our Meet the Elites series plus St. Croix Opens Tournament Director Hank Weldon is in to discuss the exciting new changes for the 2024 Open season. Now, we're going to meet Alabama pro Wesley Gore, who I swear made the elites right in front of me as I saw him land a seven-pounder about 100 yards away from me on day one at Harris. And we'll go to Maine to meet Tyler Williams, the first ever elite to hail from up there. But first up is the guy who started the season on fire, then cooled off, then finished hot to make the big time in his first ever try. Now, you may know him as a YouTube sensation, but now he's a Bassmaster Elite Pro, Six Sense Lures Pro, Ben Milliken. Ben, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing up there? Uh, we are doing fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I got I to gotta say, um, you know, when you Google Ben Milliken, that's what comes up first, YouTuber. That's what it says. It shouldn't say YouTuber anymore. The YouTube thing is fantastic. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Your your videos on, on catching big fish and everything, that is that is great. But, man, you're a Bassmaster Elite Series pro now, and it only took you one year in the Opens to get it done. That's got to be pretty satisfying. Yeah, it's pretty special just to hear you say that, man. It's It, it was a, a very incredible year, really, from the start. Obviously, started off really hot the first couple of events, and then really had to grind through the middle of the season. Um, had some unfortunate things happen, and also, you know, I had some big catches in those tournaments when it even looked like my finishes were really low. Uh, had a couple really, really great days to kind of save the season, and then we finished strong with that third-place finish down in Florida to just kind of put the cherry on top and uh, sneak right in there with the Elite Series berth. Yeah, that that must have been really special, too. I mean, you end up finishing third uh, at the Harris Chain, and, and it kind of fishes to your strengths in as much as that you are a big fish guy. Um, did you have to adjust a little bit along the way, um, the way you fish? Because you go out there, you make no bones about it. You're going to throw big baits for big fish, and that's the way you're going to do it. Um, but but obviously, so many different fisheries in a nine-tournament uh, series, you know, did, did you find you had to kind of change a little bit uh, along the way? Yeah, and I've, I've always kind of told people and kind of shown that I'm a really versatile angler. Um, I love to go through the big baits in my videos, and uh, I kind of started the season off throwing a lot of big baits too. But uh, really, you know, down here in Texas, we have so many different types and styles of fisheries. It allows you to really master a lot of techniques. And I think over the course of the year, um, looking back, I weighed fish on like 25 different techniques throughout the season wow. from, you know, four pound test on a spinning rod all the way up to 30 pound test in a 12 inch glide bait. So 
you know, go, you have to have that versatility going across the country. This was the first year where you had to have all nine tournaments to qualify for the elites. And we had nine very, very different tournaments at that. So I knew it was going to take a lot of versatility and that really came to fruition. Yeah, and uh, we should mention as well that not only will Ben Milliken f- be fishing the nine Elite Series events next year, he's also fishing in the Bassmaster Classic off of his win at Toledo Bend in the second tournament of the year. I- I've I've seen I saw you at uh, at the Harris Chain throwing a uh, a spinning rod. Talk about that a little bit because that's typically not what you would actually think. I mean, I know that the spinning rod is is kind of coming to play a lot more now than it had in years past. But uh, yeah, you were doing anything you could just to grind out, and that's kind of Florida fishing. It's like a 13-incher, 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 6-pounder, 13-incher, 13 You know, it seems exactly. like there's a million of those, you know? Yeah, for sure. That was, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever see a tournament again where you don't see a spinning rod. It's just it's changed so much with all the fishing pressure and, of course, the forward-facing sonar these days. Yeah. But, yeah, picking up a spinning rod with a drop shot and then kind of hover strolling around with a, a bait for suspended fish was a way that I knew I could catch some keepers down there at Harris chain. And, you know, the drop shot has just over the last few years and over the last decade has become so valuable. And it doesn't matter if you're in muddy water, clean water, Florida, uh, Alaska, they're going to eat it. And so, uh, that's something I always have on the deck. Yeah. Ben Milliken with us here talking about making the elites and, um, you know, you are a guy, you're a very unique guy. Um, you're involved in a lot of different things, your sponsorship deals and so on, but you're not, you're not, you, you know, you're running around in a Jersey when you're weighing in, it's this 402 on it, that red, that Nebraska red Jersey to 402 repping your, your, your original hometown. You do live in Texas now, but you're from Nebraska. Are you taking that to the elites, or are you thinking, you know what, maybe I'll drop a little six cents jersey on, you know, for for the elites? Are you going to change that up a little bit, or or are we still going to see the red four hundred two out there next year? You know, it, it it might be a little bit different, but it's absolutely still going to be red. It's going to say four hundred two on it, uh, even though we're required to wear a jersey in the elite series. I, I definitely won't be having a bunch of sponsor logos on there. You know, just, just working with, with Sixth Sense through the, the ownership side of it, our, our mm-hmm. sunglass company, Waterland, and, and really having a, a background in some of this marketing stuff. Uh, I, I've, I've learned quickly that the sponsorship logos on the jerseys and the boat don't sell product uh, anywhere near the actual promotion in my videos and the media mm-hmm. side of things that I do. So, you know, I'm going to put a stamp on me of exactly who I am and who I represent, and uh, it's going to be a 402 once again. Yeah, Ben Milliken with us here. All right, so give us the backstory on rocking the Kobe Bryant basketball jersey on Championship Sunday or Saturday uh, at the Harris Chain. What was behind that? Because you know, I got it in my head when I saw that. I was thinking, you know, I wonder if he could have a custom jersey made that that had the four hundred two and the six cents on it and all that. But it was a basketball jersey type type jersey for the, those uh, hot tournaments in the summer. But what was the what was behind the Kobe jersey? Yeah, I've actually, since uh, I think it was like the fourth tournament of the year, I pulled that uh, that jersey out on the second day of competition. Usually I, I don't don't don that until I have a limit in the boat. But uh, Kobe, you know, is my, is my favorite athlete of all time, mm. that Mamba mentality. The job was not finished yet. We had a lot of work to do still. And uh, I kind of do it too because, once again, I know everybody else in the field is out there wearing a, a jersey with 75 different sponsors on it. And I like to be different. And um, so I, I've, I've never seen anybody wear a, a basketball jersey on, on live TV for a Bassmaster tournament. So why not, right? Yeah, why not is absolutely right. <laughs> Milliken with us. Uh, you also had the uh, inside of your boat wrapped as opposed to the outside. I think it's required that you have the, have the boat wrapped on the elite side. But that was a unique thing. Yep. And that, that was really, really cool, too. And, and, and I thought very effective. I know at the beginning of the season you said you were going to try it out and see how it was. But you, you went with that all year long. And, and that was, uh, that's a unique product that I think is going to catch on, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought it was great, too. Um, you know, most of my videos are filmed POV style or with my camera guy from inside my boat. So mm-hmm. that's where the eyeballs are actually on those logos. And I, I didn't know if it would hold up throughout the season because I had just tried it, kind of sampled it for a month or so before the season started. But it actually held up really well, didn't fade at all. And I think it was a great way to, uh, you know, just 
showcase some of those those companies and and my brand as well. So you're going big fish, big fish, big fish, big fish, big fish fisheries. The first five uh, on the elites next year for sure, not including the Bassmaster Classic, but you go to Toledo Bend to open the season where you, you hatch your win in the opens, then Lake Fork, then the back to the Harris Chain, you finish third, then the St. John's River, there's monsters there, Lake Murray, we know there's big fish there. you got to be pretty excited about the way this uh, season starts off next year. This is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I was I was definitely excited when I saw the schedule come out. I had a lot of work to do at that point in the opens to qualify because it was uh, I think before the last three events when that elite series t- schedule came out. But I am so excited for it, man. You know, I, it's different times of the year hitting Toledo Bend, uh, but it, it's it's definitely the way I like to fish. I'm I'm familiar with how these fish act and they set up in down here in Texas, and then I love going down to Florida at a different time of the year than, uh, than the elite series usually hits it, you know, usually it's a January, February thing, but now it's going to be more of a post spawn into summer style bite, which once again, up my alley. And then right, right there, what you said, you know, Lake Murray was one of the best fisheries in the country last year. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a scope fisherman's dream. So I cannot wait to get the season started. Ben Milliken has been our guest. Ben, I appreciate you so much. Congratulations on making it to the Elite, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching you next year. Thanks for uh, joining us. I appreciate it. I can't wait, and thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Uh, before we wrap up this first segment, let me tell you about an opportunity you have to fish with Missile Baits Pro John's Cruise on the St. John's River in April. Missile Baits is offering this opportunity to fish with John on the St. John's River in Florida through a sweepstakes that's running through November 19th. The winner gets a full day of fishing with their guest and John Cruz after the Bass Elite uh, in April. Travel expenses for two, accommodations for two, and a product assortment worth over $200. The promotion is featuring a limited run of merchandise being dropped at Missile Baits and Missile Jigs Apparel. Just go to MissileBaits.com to learn more. That's MissileBaits.com. When we return, we'll continue with our new elites next right here on phoenix boats bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network at phoenix boats everyone has a passion for bass fishing from the founder and elite series pro gary klaus down to the guy who affixes the final decal gary says this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the phoenix today our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers when i toured the plant it was clear that phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none i'm tom abraham and i too run a phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the phoenix logo on my gear i've known gary klaus since he started the company and what he Teresa johnson and the rest of the team at phoenix boats have created is truly remarkable the highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers this isn't just a saying it's a passion at phoenix view the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today Take it from me. It's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Five fish for 22 pounds even, becoming a two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Hi, I'm Gerald Swindle, Bassmaster member. I don't care if I'm in California, Oregon, or France. If I see a bass sticker in a window of a truck or a car, I got something in common with that person. Why don't you come join me and you be a member? Get these free gifts when you join today, a $50 value. Go to Bassmaster.com slash join and become a member of America's leading bass fishing organization. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Gerald Swindle, had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. The 2024 St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series is set to be the biggest ever. From increased payouts for the pros to Bassmaster Live coverage of Championship Saturday for all nine events, the 2024 season promises to be great. The top nine EQ anglers will once again punch their ticket to the Elite Series and event winners earn a berth in the 2025 Academy Sports and Outdoors 
Bassmaster Classic, providing they fish to three events in a given division. And for co-anglers, this is the best value in all of fishing. $475 to fish two days with a pro, and you are competing only against other co-anglers for a tremendous prize purse as well. Registration is now open, but you have to act fast to get your spot locked in. This year's schedule will take anglers from Florida to Minnesota and many great destinations in between. Plus, the off-limits restriction has been reduced to two weeks, so you don't have to lose much time on your home waters. For more information on the St. Croix Bassmaster Open schedule and registration, plus payouts and other key information, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the tournament tab and then select Opens. See you on the water. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. As we continue our Meet the Elites, the new guys, that's right, the rookies for 2024, all the guys that came through the uh, 2023 Bassmaster Opens field. And, uh, you know, we talked to Tyler Williams not too long ago because he had won at, uh, you know, at Watts Bar. And that just set him afire, man. And, and, and he made it through uh, to the Elites. And he joins us now on the VMC Hook. Tyler, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Um, you know, what a, what a stretch for you here down the, uh, as you came down the stretch at the Opens. I mean, you were fourth at Eufaula, and, and then you went to Waddington. This is the closest place to your home in Belgrade, Maine, of anywhere in any tournament that's ever been had is out of Waddington, New York. You finished 96 there. You were barely in the top 100. You win at Watts Bar. You go to Lake of the Ozarks, you make the top 10. You go to the Harris Chain, you make the top 10. Uh, you're living in the wrong part of the country, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. it's hard to compete with big smallmouth. I'm good at catching like 15 pounds a day, and I can kind of catch it everywhere, like 14 to 15, but yeah. it doesn't do anything when you catch it there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good that's a good, uh, good point. Tell me about the stretch, though. I mean, we talked to you after you won at Watts Bar, but and we, and we talked about how you know what you had to do to make it to the elites. But you come in eight and nine. I mean, these are two hundred boat tournaments. This is not an easy thing to do. You finished top ten in your final three tournaments. Talk about the confidence that you gained from Watts Bar and how that paid off at Lake of the Ozarks and then the Harris Chain. It uh, it really helped me just because of the way I could. Like I learned how to simplify everything and do what I like to do. Honestly, back home in Maine. We, uh, I honestly just like throwing a big jig at targets. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here, whether it's rock piles, but down south it's dumps, brush piles, anything really. And once I kind of learned, like I can do what I like to do, and then I got really comfortable with it. Were you were you doing the math to try and figure out what kind of finishes you had to have uh, to get there? Because, you know, um, you, you still weren't there even with the win. Right. So... After Waddington, I kind of, like, I'm like, well, I think I'm out of it, but maybe if something crazy happens, like, if I top 10 to every tournament, mm-hmm. and then, apparently, I didn't need to top 10 every tournament, but I was thinking in my head, that's what I had to do, and then when I just kind of stopped caring and started fishing to win, it was, that's when it just kind of all went like it did, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, so I was, you did, you did. Basically, you did top 10 every tournament, but it was, uh, you know, starting with the win. I guess you could have got in if you were just outside of the top 10. You ended up sixth in the points, but it was a very tight race. And uh, it's certainly ninth that last tournament. The, the emotions during the Harris chain, that must have been something for you. It, it was. It was. I was so happy that I just, on day two, got it done by, like, 11 o'clock. <laughs> Instead of having to worry the whole time, I kind of I knew I wasn't going to fall in in my placing so i was like i'm in like i can breathe now <laughs> i wasn't stressed to the last minute yeah which that was really nice 22 years Watching old that. uh you know tell us a little bit about your path um you know were you a guy that did any college fishing and and so on because i mean you're, you're it's just amazing i think ben milliken's the oldest guy out of the nine uh qualifiers and he's like in his early 30s and uh you know uh, it, it was just such a young field that got through Right. It's, I didn't really fish college. I fished a couple of high school national championships I qualified for. Did well on those, top 10, one of them, and then was 25th in the other on Kentucky Lake. And then other than that, it was mostly local tournaments. I qualified 
for a national championship through the federation didn't do well in that but at least i got to like start seeing away and then tried to jump in the opens my first year just doing the northerns and i actually did really well in that but then the second year it kind of it was it wasn't very good i was i tried to fish all nine and then i learned a lot about like florida fishing and kind of got my teeth kicked in for half the year <laughs> but then i just started figuring some things out yeah finally came around yeah, and that and that obviously uh, you got to figure it out in a hurry. I mean, it was a tremendous year for you all throughout uh, the 2023 um, season. I think you had your worst finishes were the 102 and the 96. Again, I remind people 200 to 225 boats in this deal. So it kind of started your moves to kind of started at Eufaula, right? You finished fourth at Eufaula, and uh, it, it's right. obvious that the the mid south is something that you like. Even the 27th at Decatur is a good finish. Fourth at Eufaula, and then of course the win at Watts Bar and then uh you know lake of the ozark so that mid-south area was very good to you yeah absolutely i mean if we're fishing if there's a potential offshore bite in largemouth it's i feel like i can compete but it i've done so much of that i think it kind of messed me up with the smallmouth trying because those smallmouth are so big up there even though you see the giant weights it's not as easy as it seems and it's like you have to fish to win that every time and it's i kind of I didn't want to go to the lake and I tried to play it safe and that's safe got me mid pack. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. Uh, Tyler Watts with us. He is a new elite. Um, wh- when did it sink in? I mean, you're driving back to Maine. You got a long ride there. Um, I imagine a million things are kind of going through your, your, your head at the time, including sponsorship and all the other things that you have to do, because before you know it, I mean, you know, you'll be on your way to Texas to get the elite season started. But, uh, you know, when does it all sink in for you? I, I don't know that it has. I mean, I'm so excited. It's more of like, I feel relieved than it like being thinking in and crazy. I'm like, Oh, we got, we should close one chapter and let's mm-hmm. open the next one. <laughs> one of those kind of feelings. It feels, it's nice. I didn't realize like how close you were to breaking through, like mm-hmm. how like thin that line really is of making it. And then when you make it, it's just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah that's amazing stuff now do you are you in good shape with sponsorship had you been working on that i mean uh you know as far as making sure that you were you were uh, in shape to you know to, to to compete on the elites right i believe i'll, I'll be all right mm-hmm. it's enough people like me <laughs> <laughs> i have enough help oh <laughs> well, that's always I'll a good thing bigger. <laughs> it's always a good thing to have people liking you, uh, you know, as you yeah, get out there, you know, that is, a, that is a key thing. Um, I noticed that you list on your hobbies, uh, snowmobiling. Um, <laughs> yeah, that you snowmobile out onto the ice and drill a hole and, and, and fish through the, that's not, I'm, I'm telling you, my friend, I grew up in the Finger Lakes of New York and, uh, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. I mean, I love the Finger Lakes. Don't get me wrong, but in the wintertime, right. it's just uh, forever. And, uh, and I couldn't wait to get down to the, to the dirty South as we like to call it. You know, at some point in time, you might have to think about making that move yourself and, and, and be down here and be ready to go, whether it's Texas or Alabama or Tennessee or wherever it is. Right. I really liked Missouri. That's there you go. That was a favorite place. That, that little, little square down there between like that western tennessee missouri area illinois but the worst part here is just all the city traffic having to go anywhere it's it's like you got one day of like white knuckle driving and then the rest is like might be more hours but at least you're not stressed out yeah no that's a good point especially when you're dragging that big skeeter uh as well um have you been to places like toledo Bend, lake fork any of that kind of uh place obviously you, you'll fish at the harris chain um on the elites next year and you had an excellent tournament there at the opens uh last month but um what yeah. about uh, this texas fishing have you done any of that uh toledo bend was my worst finish of the whole year somehow yeah well this year <laughs> sure yeah. last year i had like a hundred and second yeah. But I, I had a good first day. I have this curse in Louisiana that I can always catch them the first day and not the second day, and that's exactly what happened there. But I'm going to go back, and I'm going to fish the Texas side, so maybe yeah, I can catch, <laughs> catch them both days. 
<laughs> so I was going to say, stay on the Texas side. Then you won't have to worry about Louisiana. Just push the Texas right. side. Uh, you got to like the way this uh, the schedule flows, though, right? I mean, you get the two down there. I, I keep saying the two in Texas because I think of the Texas side at Toledo Bend, but of course that is on the border with Louisiana. Then Lake right. Fork, and of course you're in the Classic by virtue of your win. You'll be fishing at Grand Lake as well in, in the Classic, and then boom, two in Florida. And um, it's got a nice kind of flow to it. This schedule. It does. I like the, I like the travel. I like everything about it. It's I can't say what's going to happen because it's fishing, but I feel like it's very strong for me. Like if I mess up, it's my own fault. It's not the fisheries we're going to. Yeah, no, that's, so that's very a good point. Excited. Yeah, well, you should be. You should be. I don't think that there's been too many guys. Have you have you researched? Has there anybody from Maine ever made the elite uh, series in the past? Never the elites. We've had one guy make the classic, and that's been about the biggest thing. So this was, it's pretty big for the whole, all of New England, really. That's really, really cool. Of course, we got a guy from Cooperstown that got in Kyle Patrick as well, and, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and now a guy from Maine. So it just shows just how, you know, guys from all over the country right. can make this thing. Well, congratulations on making it. We appreciate you. And I just remind you the top three come on after every elite event. So hopefully we'll be talking again next year. Hopefully, hopefully every event. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, the way you did this last year, you know, uh, at the end, who knows? It could happen that way. Tyler Williams has been our guest. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. That kid, I mean, he just, he just, he was outside looking in and then just came on gangbusters with a win and two other top tens to finish the season and make it to the elites. All right, we'll get a break in here. We'll come back with more right after this. You're listening to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action. The DT series, the Brat Square Bells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinner baits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com and start catching more fish. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's Missile Baits. Store. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, as we continue to meet the elites, the new guys, the new meat, the guys that came out of the opens. And this next guy, I'm going to be honest with you, I think I personally saw him make the elites. I think I did. And I'll explain that to you in a moment. But uh, another Alabama angler out of uh, Clinton, Alabama, and it is Wesley Gore, and he's on the VMC hook with us now. Wesley, welcome to the show. Congratulations on making the elites. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, we got it done. It was a long year, but uh, in a process, but we we got to the end goal and we made it. So I'm glad I don't have to fish the next year and we can move on to other things. 
nice to be off that little roller coaster that you were on to finish it up, right? I mean, coming out of Waddington, 55, then, you know, 8 at Watts Bar, 83 at the Lake of the Ozarks, and then uh, top 10 finish, finishing 8th at the uh, at the Harris Chain. I mean, w- what an emotional roller coaster that had to be. And that's been my whole open career. I've, I've always made jokes that I can never go back-to-back for checks. So when I started the year with two 11s in a row, I was like, man, we may can make something happen this year. <laughs> but then I got right back on track of a check, not a check, check, not a check. So it's definitely a roller coaster for sure. You can tell where my weak spots are and my, I guess, you know, techniques or uh, style of fishing. Yeah, but, you know, but let me say this. You know, there's 220 boats in a lot of these tournaments, up to 200 anyway. Um, you, 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 you were, you had an excellent season, an extremely consistent season. There's not a bomb on here. I mean, if you want to call Wheeler at 95 a bomb, okay, fine. But your top half, you know what I mean? And uh, Lake of the Ozarks, yeah, you don't want to be finishing 83. But on the other hand, you know, the two 11s, 43, 40, you know, the two eights, um, very, very consistent year for you. Yeah, I try, I changed up the way I practiced. Uh, I knew uh, last year, I fished all nine last year, but I actually ended up only fishing eight of them because the ABT championship was the same week as the last one. Yeah. And I was out of contention to make it. So instead of trying to fish to win every event, I went out there and fished with the mindset to get as many bites as I possibly could. If I could generate bites, I thought I could possibly run across better than the average fish. So with that mindset, it kind of helped me this year where I, I ended up not having to limit two days this year, and besides that, I weighed in a limit every day this year. And so that was something that going into the season I made just a challenge for myself is I'm going to generate as many bites as I possibly can. I'm not going to leave the table yeah, clean that, or open with yeah. not a limit. So I know that I've done all I can do if I weigh in five every time. Yeah, well, and that, that was a great, great strategy, and it landed you in eighth place uh, overall, I believe, uh, in the in the standings, which got you into the elites. Now, um, I, I said in the open, seventh place, I should say, Wesley Gore was seventh overall, uh, which put him in. Now, I, I have got to say, I think I saw you make the elites. I'm going to say that because, um, you know, I was in Jacob Bigelow's boat, uh, we were over there fishing, you know, along that rock wall a little bit and uh, throwing some crankbaits and things like that. You came sliding in there as well. Uh, Jason Lambert was in there when we got in there. It was an area. It was funny. Bigelow's like, I think I found a spot that nobody knows about. And I'm like, yeah, everybody knows about that spot. Okay. So you came sliding in there, throwing a crankbait, and you were a couple of hundred yards away from us. And we heard a hooting and holler. We look over there, and you're, you you look like you had an eight pounder. I think it was seven and change, something like that. I think that fish just about put you in the elites. What do you think? Uh, for sure. Uh, it definitely made it a lot easier the second day knowing that I had a cushion. Uh, the bad thing is I actually had another big giant one hooked up the cast after that, but uh, that was a pretty special place. Yes, a giant community hole in a small lake on the Harris Chain. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people that know about that place. I actually found that place in 2020 or 2020 when uh, Cole Sands won the Fast College mm-hmm. Fast Master College Olympic Championship. That was one of the places I was fishing, and uh, there was a lot more bass there than what I've ever seen in the past. But uh, Yes, that fish was a super important one. So that was a very tense uh, battle to get him in the boat. It was a process. It took a lot longer than ever any fish I've ever caught to actually get that my hands on that one. Yeah, we watched the whole thing. Uh, certainly, and, <laughs> and it was it was we watched the entire battle. I'm like, oh god, I hope this kid gets this fish in. And uh, you know, but the thing is, too, you go to Florida, you go to Harrison, you're not thinking, you know, deep diving crankbaits. And, and, and I know fishing it as a, as a coal angler, it was like, what do I take? And I threw a bunch of boxes in the truck. I did not throw deep diving crankbaits in the truck. I had to go shopping. I had to go buy it. I got 16 <laughs> boxes of deep diving crankbaits in the barn and I had to go buy four of them, you know, cause when I talked to Bigelow, he says, we're throwing deep diving crankbaits. I'm like, where? And he goes, Oh, you'll see it's, you know, 12 feet deep and all this stuff. But, uh, it was. It's an unusual spot, and it isn't necessarily a spot that has a ton of fish, but it certainly had some big fish on it, that's for sure, and it had that big one for you. Yes, it did. Uh, there's a few places on the chain that uh, are limestone like that that are in a little bit deeper water that are outside the perimeters of where the shell are at mm-hmm. that uh, really big ones get on. And the best way to generate those big bites, unless there's a whole bunch of fish, is cranking because you can just make a fish react and cover as much ground as you can, and that's the whole key. Yeah, uh, getting one of those bites out there. So it, that was one one of the things that I I noticed. Not even exactly on that place, but even on Harris, that uh, if I ever could get a bite cranking, it was usually a really good one. So 
I tried to keep it in my hand as much as I could. I actually ended up landing another one on it out of Harris uh, the first day. That was a pretty nice one that helped boost my bag as well. A new elite, uh, Wesley Gore, with us here talking about it. Hey, does it does it has it sink in yet? I mean, I know you you basically you fished. I think one you fished Lay Lake in your backyard in, in twenty twenty and been on the on the opens for three years. Uh, but you're only twenty three years old. I mean, were you, were you thinking, you know what? Um, you know, if I don't make it this year, I'm so close. You know, you just keep slogging along, or or did, or did you feel like you were on that timeline for you to make it after three years? And and what's it like to be an elite series pro, even though you haven't fished your first one of those yet? Well, it ain't really sunk in yet. I mean, I've got home and I've been wide open ever since I've been home between God and, and uh, doing trips with people on every lake, crappie fishing, some tournament fishing, what little bit I still can, and uh, just talking to people. I don't think it'll sink in completely until we put the boat in it. I don't know, man. I, I didn't have a, uh, a necessarily a timeline. I knew I was going to give myself. It wasn't a three-year span for sure. I've always told myself I was going to give it till I was 25, and then I was going to do something else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being so close, I mean, last year I wasn't real close, but I was close enough that it. I knew I could compete. I just needed to get my bad finishes to be not so bad, and that was the whole goal of this year was just to maintain a consistent season to give myself a chance. I don't look at myself as a guy to necessarily – win a whole lot but i'm gonna probably get a lot of checks that's the thing that i kind of hold close to me is that i actually have fished got over i'm over 50 percent in cutting checks in the open so i think that's pretty good statistically that speaks for kind of the fish run around but i don't up till the last three events i've never had a top 10 finish i've had a lot of 20s and 30s and 40s and yada and on from there well, you certainly could, you know, uh, if you're cutting the, the the Saturday check now when you get to the elites, that $10,000 check minimum making the Saturdays each day, you know, you can do all right. You know what I mean? And then you take your shot where you, where you got your shots. Now, are you saying that you haven't spent much time looking at this elite schedule for next year? Because it is a really salty schedule with the, you know, uh, starting out with, uh, you know, Toledo Bend and, 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 and you know, and Lake Fork and then going to Florida for a couple and so on. It's a, it's a pretty cool schedule. Yeah, I'm excited about the schedule. I'm not, I, I haven't truly looked at it at all. I'm not, I don't ever pre practice or nothing like that, but I probably will for two of the elite events. Mm. I'm probably going to end up going to Fork uh, just to kind of learn how to navigate just never being there. And uh, probably the St. John's just for Mike and never being there. But the other ones I feel pretty comfortable with the span of time that we can figure out something to get some bots. Uh, you know, we, I just kind of want to get a feel this season for everything and then move forward from there. So we're going to do what we can do without pre-practice gifts that may be the worst thing ever but we're going to pre-practice where we need to but and i may feel different about that after the first two events i'm like dang i really need to go pre-practice but we're going to see what happens well, isn't that, though, some of it, a big part of it really is to get out there and just learn where the ramp is, you know, learn how to navigate the lake, you know, and, and so you, so you feel comfortable when you hit it uh, for the for the official practice and so on. And obviously pre-fishing has is, is got its benefits too, but but just spending a lot of time with the electronics and, and, and getting in and out of the lake, I would think that that's a valuable thing. Uh, just learning how to, where you can launch at and just how to navigate the lake is mm-hmm. A victory in itself, I mean, that takes half of it out of the way. If you can run around freely without having to worry about anything, then you can be pretty efficient over three days of practice. I mean, you can cover a lot of ground, especially the way I like to fish. Well, know, in practice, I just try to find a few areas that I can get bots, and I figured them out more in the tournament. Uh, that's how I've kind of approached it this year, and I'm going to continue to kind of carry that on into the elite series because it paid off this year i just want to generate as many bites as i can and we'll just figure more stuff out as the days go on i just want to say uh may 2nd through the 4th logan martin lake i mean come on that's an open i know that but that's a trip to the uh to the bassmaster classic if you were to win that deal of course you'd have to fish the the other ones in uh, in division uh one to to get in but you know you do have an open that's right in your backyard you know maybe you might have to you might have to dip your toe in that one <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I had a little inside joke with some of the guys that traveled with me, Zeke Goss and Jason Lambert. I, I made a joke that I, this whole year, uh, especially with me being close to making it all year, I, I was telling them that if I made the elites, I was going to be the first ever elite angler to fish as a co-angler at Logan Mark. That's it! Yeah! That would be great. I love that. That would be hilarious. That would be fantastic. Wesley Gore has been our guest. Wesley, congratulations on making it, man. I know you're going to do great, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you out there on the elite trail. Thank you, man. That's Wesley Gore.
Good kid right there. Good fisherman. All right, when we come back, the guy that orchestrated a lot of the changes in the Opens uh, schedule for the upcoming year is Opens Tournament Director Hank Weldon. He's next on Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio, on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham, and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company, and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats, built by Angus anglers for anglers this isn't just a saying it's a passion at phoenix view the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today take it from me it's time to experience the phoenix difference hey gang tom abraham here for my friends at 13 fishing i can't tell you how excited i was to learn that two-time bassmaster angler of the year gerald swindle had teamed up with the crew at 13 fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all the result is the metal line of rods and the inception g2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the g-man this is the same gear gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at lake fork last season look for them this spring john cruz and missile baits have done it again this time they have teamed with hog farmer baits to bring you the spunk shad this bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig and now they are available from missile baits also new this year is the magic worm which did some serious damage on tour last year they could just call that one the money maker missile baits is also home to the classic d-bomb the baby d-bomb the quiver worm and one of my favorites the destroyer and baby destroyer Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.store. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's NorthAlabamaMortgage.com. There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT series, the Brat Square Bells, and the Shad Wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com. And start catching more fish. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Welcome back. Final segment of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, the segment of the show brought to you by the fine folks at Rapala. And uh, remember, Crush City, it is coming out momentarily. Won't be long now. You'll be able to find it everywhere that you find all of your tackle. And the Crush City line is absolutely incredible. I've been fishing with this stuff now for several months. It was introduced back at iCast. It's a great soft plastic line from Rapala. You know everything that comes from Rapala is outstanding. And the wrap stack uh, uh, system of boxes as well. I'm waiting any day now. They're going to be on my porch, and I'm going to repack everything in my boat and in my shop with the wrap stack boxes, which are really, really cool. You're going to want to check those out as well. All right, joining us now, we've talked to some of the new elites. How did they get there? They came through the Opens. The Opens is going to be bigger and better than ever ever and who better to talk about it than the opens tournament director hank weldon he is back 
Hank, welcome back. How are you? I'm tired, Tom. We've been <laughs> at it, but no, I'm happy. We're, we're excited. Close one season. Fantastic season. You've been talking to those guys. I'm sure they've been telling you yeah. how you know every fish counted. I mean, it's such an intense ride they did, you know, in all nine events. But, you know, all sites are pointing to 2024, and we're excited to get it started. Yeah, and uh, in 2024, as I said, it's going to be the biggest year ever of the Open Series, and, and it's highlighting these great, great fishermen that are fishing in the Opens and in the EQs, and, uh, you know, the, of course, the nine guys that qualified for the Elites, that's very exciting, but uh, one of the things that we're, we're going to experience in 2024 with the Opens is Bassmaster Live coverage, not in just the, you know, final day of the last three, but in all nine tournaments now, uh, the final day of coverage, the top ten, that Saturday, that Championship Saturday, will be on Bassmaster Live, and that is so exciting not only for the anglers but for the anglers' sponsors and the sponsors of bass and uh, and the viewers out there who just can't get enough of this stuff. No, you're exactly right. I mean, we're going to open up in early February. And then what you said for the fans, I mean, the fans are going to get starting in February leading up to the classic. I think it's one, two, three, four, five, five out of the next six weeks. There's going to be some sort of live that they can watch, whether it be an open. Uh, event or an elite event so tons of uh, added uh, added live coverage and especially with all nine and we'll, we'll finally get to see some of these early tournaments with the opens which is going to be cool i mean we open up at okeechobee who knows what's going to happen with that one but two weeks later we follow it up with washita and arkansas and that could be it could be snowing for that one. So it's going to be an exciting February <laughs> and getting rolling. Let's not get too excited about snowing at Washita in Hot Springs, Arkansas, on February 15th through the 17th. And it, it does. And it dovetails so well nicely with the Elite Series as well, so that people will have this kind of coverage. They'll have, they can watch professional fishing from Bassmaster um, really all season. Like you're talking about now 18 tournaments being covered, plus the Bassmaster Classic, 19 tournaments uh, being covered. And then you get the college bracket and all. Of that i mean um you know this is it's yeah. it's turning into quite a bit of coverage yeah i mean it's growing versus going the other way so it's super exciting and yeah. uh, you know it just we just put that viewer from their couch into the front front deck of that boat so it's gonna be awesome well what's also awesome is that uh things are changing with the eq angler of the year purse going to a hundred and ten thousand dollars with forty five thousand dollars going to the angler of the year just to put that in perspective i think it was ten thousand dollars that jt tompkins took this past year forty five thousand dollars which will basically pay for an entire year of elite entry fees i mean that is uh that's pretty exciting and that's got to be tantalizing i think to the anglers not only that but you've increased the payout all the way down to 45th place now so more money being put into this deal a little bit more on the entry fee side for these guys a, a 200 uh per event but all of that 200 goes back into the pocket of the top 50 right 100 percent. and you hit the nail on the head with the aoy so that's an incremental uh in addition to any of the you know increased entry fees or anything like that that's 110,000 we pulled from a from us to to put into uh, that payout and that forty five thousand is exactly what you said it was. It is designed to uh, be able to cover that angler, that angler of the year winner, um, which would be JT this year. Uh, cover that entry fee for the next season um, and reward that angler for such a great finish. And then the top ten, they're going to get dollars too. Like you said, this year it was ten thousand dollars to first place and first place only uh, for the angler of the year so excited about that yeah you're right we are going up on entry fees 200 bucks but like you said that is a hundred percent back into the payout and we'll pay out through 45th place at each event now so we're paying out five more places and uh we've reworked the payout a little bit to where it's uh, some more dollars down through the field and mm -hmm. uh you know, based on a full field, if you're in 45th place, you're going to double your entry fee at $4,000. So hopefully get some guys some more uh, spending money and reward them for good finishes. And, uh, you know, and again, if you look at it, five more places per event, we were top 40 this year, but that's 45 more uh, anglers who potentially make a check at the opens throughout the season. So we you know, we're, we're working the right direction with payouts for these anglers as well. Yeah, and, and 45th place would be, you know, $4,000. That's double your entry fee. And, and and having said that, too, I mean, I'm no math major, but even on a full field of 225 boats, it sounds like to get paid, you got to beat two other guys. Is that about right? I mean, I, I, how, I don't know how yeah, my math is going. five. That's yeah. the ratio. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if, if, if you're not doing that, then. And that's only going to get better. You know, we yeah. don't have, we won't have 225 boats at each tournament. I think everybody knows that. But the, the number of places paid will stay at 45. So, you're going to look at one in five at your worst ratio for the year. Yeah. 
only going to grow if the field's smaller. So uh, you still got obviously three divisions, and uh, what we talk about we talked about divisions one and two a few weeks ago. We didn't get to three. We got to get to three, but you still got the three divisions. And if you win an event in any one of those divisions, and you're fishing the other two events in the division, Bassmaster Classic. I mean, that's still a, such a huge carrot as well for guys that can only fish you know one division, if you will. And I think only only two of the winners, or was it only one winner? Um, uh, one. There was only yeah. one. The guy that won up north. There was only one guy that won. It was a cherry picker, if you will. Um, that, that didn't fish an entire division. So all of the winners, eight out of the nine winners, qualified for the Classic. Which is not normal, typically, yeah. for the Opens. You usually have a lot of, you know, you have an elite winner, an elite angler win at times. You know, then just like you said, someone who just picks one event. So that was uncharacteristic. And I think just, again, just a testament of what we built with the EQs. A lot of EQ winners this year, you know, punching their ticket to the Classic. Now, I know one of the the, uh, the hang-ups for uh, co-anglers, you know, last year was the fact that there was a 30-day off limit. I've been fishing these things as co's for, for as a co for five years now, and and I know that, that was kind of tough. You know, you couldn't fish your, your water in your region for an entire month. You cut that back to two weeks now, and also no information during that two-week right. period. So we're not talking to guides and getting all kind of little inside information, sending people out to fish, for, you know, ahead of time for you. None of that, but at least it's only two weeks weeks before the event begins that was a big change oh yeah that's that's exactly right and we, it was kind of one of those things we we knew we wanted the off limits for the launch of the eqs and we didn't know how long and we were like let's launch it with with they can still get information but it keeps them off the lake to where they're not fishing well we learned a couple of things where we shaped that again um, and, and shortening it was was mainly designed for the co-angler you know we want to boost those numbers and get those co-anglers fishing we think they can stomach 14 days off their home water versus 30 and uh and then the no information rule you know so we we surveyed the anglers throughout the season our one survey at the end of the season as we were wrapping up that was one of the big things they were okay with shortening that period but then also moving to a no information rule so you really extend that right now it was once official practice started so now you're looking at five days of official practice plus three days of competition so there's eight plus 14 for the off limit right so you know your no information period has grown substantially not quite to the 30 like a lot of the anglers want but we're moving the right direction in that regard too but hopefully the the two weeks will help boost our co-angler numbers and and uh, and yeah, we'll have those those fields be larger. Yeah, Hank Weldon with us, uh, tournament director for the Opens, and uh, you know this d- division three. Now we talked about division one for those of you that missed it: Lake Okeechobee, Santee Cooper, and Lake Hartwell. That's legendary, legendary, legendary. Ochita, uh, 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 Logan Martin, and Lake Eufaula in Eufaula, Oklahoma, in division two. But division three, Saint Clair, which is you know, uh, I don't know if it's Smallmouth Disney World, Smallmouth Disneyland, maybe for that one. Uh, at St. Clair, but Leech Lake in Minnesota, this is uh, that's kind of an interesting place, someplace that they haven't been to before. Talk to me about Leech Lake. I was going to say predictory. Right now, we're talking about it being a new fishery, but once we show the world on Bassmaster Live what this lake can do, it's going to be like Malax was about 10, 15 oh, years boy. ago. People are going to want to go there. Tournaments are going to want to go there. It's going to be awesome. Largemouth and smallmouth, 20-plus pounds on both sides is what I'm told. So top water action. We're going to have English out deep. It should be fun. We've been trying to get that one done for about four or five years. I'm glad. Finally, our friends from Walker, Minnesota, we're like, let's do it this year. It's awesome. But, yeah, Midwest focus on that on that Division Three. what you know, you call the Northern St. Clair Leach and wrap it up in lacrosse. So that should be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm excited about that yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, um, and, and then all you have to do is go to Bassmaster.com, click on the Opens Overview. It's got all the information there, and it's also got all the information as to when things open up. If you want to fish these things, whether you're fishing it from the boater side or from the non-boater side, or if you're an EQ, you better jump on it now because they're filling up fast, no doubt about it. Hank Weldon has been our guest. Hank, we appreciate you so much. Always great stuff. Tom, thank you, sir. All right, thank you to Hank Weldon. That's going to do it for today's episode. Remember, you can always go to Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or go to Bassmaster.com, click on the Anglers tab and click on Bassmaster Radio, and that will get you in as well. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.